All the scientists are running around looking for the monkey, but he can't be found because he's down by the pond playing hockey with the kids. And all the mothers are running around looking for the children, but they can't be found because he's down by the pond playing hockey with the monkey. And it's what? Podcast episode 23 brought to you by One Call Plumbing and Gas Fitting. No job too big, no job too small. Residential and commercial, they do it all. For all your needs, there's just one call. Call 613-307-4080. And today I got my buddy O'Connor on the podcast. Matt, how's it going? Hey Bobby, how you doing man? Not too bad. What you been up to today? Not much. I'm actually just in studio today with Bobby. Uh, made the trip down to Cornwall. Rob's wife is having her baby shower today, so we get to have a few drinks, hang out, go for lunch. You got any advice for me there? Um, get as much sleep as you can now, man, because yeah. you're fucked. Okay. <laughs> you know what I've been trying to do? I've been trying to go to the gym early, like 5 in the a.m., just to you know, get ready when we have the baby, because I'm, I'm sure that uh, I'll have to come home early. Yeah, for sure, man. I actually do that now. I go to the gym before work, so that way my daughter doesn't complain. I'm home at night. Everything's good. Everybody's happy. How do you find it? Like in the morning, like do you have like the energy to to work out, or like do you have like your coffee before the gym? Or no, I get up, I get I get dressed, and I go right to the gym. I work out from six to seven, then I shower there, get ready there. But once I get to work, I'm I'm ready to go, man. I'm full of energy. It's good to do it. In the yeah, morning. I was gonna say you look like yeah. You're looking good right now there. You look like you slimmed down quite a bit. 36 pounds, man. Uh, 209 down from 245 and looking for 180. So yeah. one day at a time, one month at a time, I guess. I'm had, I'm having a baby and you look like you just shed off a baby. Yeah, man. I'm a big baby. Yeah. yeah, it was one hell of a big baby, yeah. man. <laughs> right, my dog is 60 pounds, so... Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Your, your dog is... Yeah, after shave, you shaved it or before? No, <laughs> I got some negative comments on my dog this week, I'll tell you. I brought my dog to, for a walk in the park there, and uh, everybody thought he was homeless. <laughs> you or the dog? <laughs> well, maybe both. But. So uh, I organized a little hockey uh, tournament yesterday for charity, Matt, just to help out the kids in our community, you know, kids that uh, don't have it easy. So uh, we raised $2,000 with that, that tournament, so pretty good. Good for you, Bobby. That's yeah, good. we had a Carey Price jersey uh, that was signed uh, for silent auction, and uh, that made some uh, some good money as well. So uh, thanks to Carrie uh, for for signing that. And uh, there's been a lot of uh, rumors swirling around with uh, Carrie Price being traded, uh, you know, different places, maybe Colorado to a contender. Uh, I'd be happy to see Pricey uh, go win the cup because uh, I think he deserves it. He doesn't have uh, the team in front of him right now to uh, to go far. So. Uh, what do you think? You think he's going to get traded uh, before the deadline? That's something that's usually done in the off season, a big trade like that, because there's so much that goes into it. You have the cap, you have retained salary. You don't know who you're going to try to sign if you're a Habs uh, team in the summer. So that's usually something that's done in the off season. But if I was Montreal, I would trade him. I mean, like you said, he's not going anywhere in Montreal. You can't pay your goalie the most money on the team. Uh, that's not a winning formula. They're not going to win anytime soon anyways. So I, I would trade him, but I think it's going to be in the offseason. Did you catch any highlights of that uh, heavyweight championship last night in the boxing world? I just saw the highlights this morning. Man. Yeah. That's it. Tyson Fury won by uh, TKO. Wilder's corner obviously wanted to protect the fighter uh, because uh, he had some cuts. And 
Uh, it was total domination by Tyson Fury, and uh, that man has uh, led quite the life. Obviously, great story of perseverance. Um, he won against Klitschko back in the day to win the championship and to win the belt, and uh, afterwards um, started drinking and partying a lot, and uh, he got well, overweight. He wasn't happy in his life, and uh, oh, to the point where he contemplated suicide. So. Uh, he was actually driving his sports car down a road where there was a cliff and he was debating whether like do I drive off the cliff or not and uh, I think if I remember correctly uh, you know had a sign or he heard a voice telling him like don't do this and uh, since then he's become a great family man he's been very outspoken about mental health and I know we don't always talk about serious topics on this podcast but uh, mental health is a real thing a lot of people uh, struggle with substance abuse Talking about it makes a big difference. And afterwards, he got the help that he needed. And he came back, said what he was going to do, and then he did it. So he, uh, this was a second fight between Fury and Wilder. And in the first fight, Matt, I just showed you a video of what happened, which is a pretty inspirational video of Tyson Fury basically got knocked out in the first fight and beat the count. Kept fighting. Earlier in that bout, he was basically controlling the fight, but... After that, on the scorecards, if you see somebody get knocked out, it ended up in a draw. After this fight, you know, he settled it once and for all, so uh, he's now the heavyweight champ. And cool thing about that first fight, he actually donated all his money to charity. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's crazy. And uh, to think that the guy, you know, everybody in life falls down, Rob. Yeah. It's what you do when you get up. Uh, exactly. You know, and uh, he is a champ. Uh, you didn't have to win that fight to be a champ. Uh, you know, he's a champ in life. You know, it's almost like he's fighting for everybody with mental mental health issues, too, because he's always talking about it. A good role model to follow. So how can you not love that guy? And he, uh, he even serenaded the crowd at the end in Vegas with a... Something touched me deep inside the day. The music died all together now. So bye. Truly inspirational. Talking about fighters, Tony Twist was on the Spit and Chicklets uh, podcast this week, and he had an amazing uh, interview. He was very old school mentality. Uh, he was talking about, you know, uh, all the scraps that he had to have in uh, training camp, and he even makes fun of himself, saying that he wasn't a great player. Do you remember Tony Twist? Yeah, definitely one yeah. of the greats, the Twister. Uh, he was uh, talking about how he fought his best man three times. <laughs> that's funny yeah kind of reminds me of me, me and you me and you we only have one though we got two more to go <laughs> yeah. he was asked about players that like the best players that he got to play with and obviously he played with Gretz he played with a lot of guys one guy that he mentioned was Matt Sundin just saying how dominant he was and how he wasn't like the other Europeans of that era I'm not saying Europeans are soft I'm just saying of that era he was saying that he went in the corners, got his nose dirty. Basically, not a perimeter player, like so, not not a Pacioretty, a leader too. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'll take any opportunity I can to just shit on Pacioretty as well. Yeah, yeah. Saying that, was he your favorite player? Yeah, Matt Sundin. Well, when, as a kid, as a young kid, it was the Doug Gilmore, Wendell Clark. But then when Sundin came in, he definitely was my favorite player. So clutch. I mean, yeah. Uh, the guy always scored the big goals. Huge man. Amazing backhand. So yeah, he, he he's my favorite Leaf of all time. One of the 
one of the good things about uh, being a Leaf fan. Was he fast too? Well, he was just really strong on the puck. Like he, he'd stick his arse out and he'd, he'd block guys. He can angle guys off really well. And he had a long reach, so he'd keep the puck far, far away from the defender. Yeah, he wasn't wasn't the fastest guy, but he still had speed for a big man. You know. Yeah, because remember when we were uh, living in Ottawa, and uh, I was going to college, you'd come on vacay. To, to Ottawa quite a bit, yeah. and uh, those were games not to miss when it was the Habs versus the Leafs, and uh, one thing that I can recall about Sundin was, like you said, just sticking his big ass out um, behind the net, it was kind of like his office, you know, like yeah. he, he was really hard to push off the puck, yeah. kind of reminded me a bit of a Jagger, yeah. does, that make, does yeah. that make a comparison? Yeah, a little less skill, but okay. but definitely uh, definitely the same type of player. Yeah, and another guy that Tony Twist was talking about, because obviously Spitting Chicklets is number one hockey podcast, so I'm not going to pretend I don't listen to it. Yeah. Uh, he was talking about uh, Guy Lafleur. So uh, he was asked about all the top players that he got to play with. And obviously, you know, there, there's always that debate, you know, like would Guy Lafleur have been good in today's hot NHL? And, you know, would uh, Gretzky have been good in today's NHL? Because people would be like, oh, yeah, Gretzky was protected, etc. But yeah. uh, he was talking about Guy Lafleur, and he said that he had one of the hard, hardest shots that he witnessed. And that's back in the day with the wooden sticks. Talking about Ron Tugnet when they were playing in Quebec, and he said that Ron Tugnet, I don't know, he was just kind of being a little bitch about certain things, uh, maybe the way the team was run. Lafleur had had enough, and he just ringed one right off his head just to just to shut him up. And I guess Tugnet never bitched again. <laughs> nice, that's yeah. good. Yeah. good so Lafleur, I didn't realize how how hard of a shot he had. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, I saw that goal there with the too many men on the ice uh, from Boston, <laughs> and. Uh, he, 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 it was a slapper from the blue line. Inside and, post. And yeah, he put it right where it was supposed to be anyways. So. To me, that, that the goalie's reaction to the goal is just funny, though, every time I watch it. Yeah. Just the way he, he stretches out and falls down. Because yeah. it was the old school hockey, right? Yeah. It was with the kick saves and everything. Yeah, and the goalies used to really show their emotions back then, too. Yeah. Right? Like the head down, like they, you know, like they lost their world, you know. I used to love those old hockey masks, though. Which one, like an Arthur Zerbe mask, or no? Like even before, <laughs> like uh, you know, like the the old school goalies before they went to the new modified masks. Okay, like the with the straps at the back of the head there. Yeah, like the Jacques Plants and like stuff. Terry like Terry Sawchuk there. Yeah. we used to put a mark on his helmet every time he got hit in the face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. that's actually my favorite hockey helmet of yeah, all time. Yeah, it's a beauty. Yeah, like if someone, if one of the goalies for the Bruins would bring that back, I would love it. Yeah, like with beauty. the stitches there. Yeah, I think somebody actually did at one point. I'm not sure if it was Andy Moog or something like that, but one of the Boston guys like did, they didn't yeah. bring back the mask, but they painted it on. Because obviously, the the name of the podcast is Bucket Drop. So it's yeah. about fighting and stuff like that. But to me, those are the freaking true tough guys. Like, oh, for sure. those guys in the mask. But imagine even before the guys that weren't wearing masks, yeah, taking ridiculous. shots to the face. Yeah, that's ridiculous, man. I, that's like going to war every day. Yeah. You know, like that's... And you know those guys are playing with all their heart. Because back then, you weren't paying... You weren't getting paid like huge bucks. No, that's right. Well, it would have been big bucks for that. They were playing for the name on the front of the jersey. That exactly. They, they'd stop it with their face. And back. like in Goon, when he stops the puck with his with his face. Yeah, that's right. I'm pretty sure they were actually doing that. Oh, probably. I if they if they knew it. the puck was going to go in, then they probably threw it with their face right in front of them. No, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, yeah. some of these things I've, that I've seen, it's crazy. Those guys are legends. Yeah, oh, for sure. That Those are legends. Those are They're all Hockey Hall of Famers to me. Yeah. They, they, they should all be in the Hall of Fame automatically for, sure. for just not wearing a helmet. Exactly. And saving bucks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Matt, so uh, we're talking about some old school stuff now, but uh, I want to know who's your Big Johnson. Okay, uh, Big Johnson of the week. Well, I had a Big Johnson that I wanted, a baseball player that I want to talk about, but you didn't want me to say it. What's so. that? 
the guy who got caught in the parking lot. That's so, your Big Johnson? No, that, well, that's what I wanted to say it was. Oh, just talk to us about that story. Okay. Then bring up your Big Johnson. Yeah, after. So uh, I think Reese McGuire, who plays, he's a pitcher for the Jays, actually uh, pulled got... Pulled out his Johnson. Yeah, he pulled out. He literally pulled out his Johnson in a Florida uh, dollar store parking lot. And uh, he decided to pleasure himself in front of a porno uh, in his car in the parking lot. And... Uh, he got caught doing it, so he's in trouble with the law. He was he was my Big Johnson. If you want to talk literally about a Big Johnson, well, he uh, he whipped that Johnson right out. Yeah, well, that's your Big Johnson of the week, but uh, uh, not in a, not for a good reason. But uh, I uh, my Big Johnson is the, the Zamboni driver that uh, that played against the Leafs last night. Like that that that's a Big Johnson. Like man, imagine what kind of day he's having today. So he went from junior B goalie. And uh, running the Zamboni at the Matami Arena to winning against the Leafs. Yeah, fuck David Ayers, man. I can't stand that. <laughs> oh, I feel David. so good for him and his kids and his and his wife. Like, what a day. No, David Ayers is a fucking joke and so is the NHL for fucking allowing this tragedy to happen. Go off. Come on. Okay, well, uh, I was going to come on the podcast and... At the start, when Rob asked me to be on this weekend, and I was gonna actually. To be clear, you're kidding about that, though, right? No, I'm not kidding. I actually hate David Harrison. You I hate him. I hope he gets fired from the Leafs uh, because if how does this guy go back to work today? Oh man, <laughs> give the guy a bit of credit, man. Imagine if it was you. Well, if it was me, I would let them was... all in. Oh my! God. <laughs> if I wanted to keep my job, said like a true Leafs yeah. fan. So, anyways, I was gonna come on the podcast and actually rant on Leaf fans. That's what the plan was before the weekend uh, on how irrational they are from week to week uh, when they go viral with the fire dubis shit and all that. But uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm actually going to join them after last night. Uh, I've been a Leaf fan since the 90s. And I, I got to tell you, I've completely, completely lost faith in this fucking embarrassment. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I'm so pissed off. Don't use the Lord's name. In yeah, this. I'm going to fill the swear jar today, Rob. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. This pathetic organization. So I want to talk to Leafs fans and Leafs Nation. So guys, let's take a minute here, okay? Let's ask ourselves why we support this team. Is it because our grandparents cheer for them? Is it because you like the colors? Or maybe it's because of your location? No, wait. No, wait. I got it. It's because you have a favorite player on the team. Well, I got news for you guys. Our parents and grandparents actually enjoyed some of the good times the Leafs had. Would you go over and over to the same fucking shitty restaurant because it's close to home? I don't fucking think so. Your player, your your favorite player, he's not a lifer, by the way. There, there's no loyalty anymore to any teams. They're gonna fuck off when it's time to renew their contract. So they're gonna end up breaking your hearts anyway, guys. If you want loyalty, buy a dog. Yeah, that that's what Bergevin said exactly. <laughs> so let's look at ourselves in the mirror. I mean, if you're able to today after last night's travesty, and I mean, why do we support this team? Why do we keep getting our hearts broken? I mean, it's completely pathetic. We're a laughing stock of the league today, and you know what? Leaf fans, the team, we all deserve it. So, you know, go ahead, Leaf haters, give it to us, have at it. We deserve it. We're like that spouse that keeps getting cheated on and yeah. doesn't do anything about it. For, for the last 54 years, guys, it's been complete shit. I could give some clear examples of how the Leafs organization has embarrassed us. Yeah, can you bring it up? Yeah, sure. Two, 2013. We were up 4-1 against the Bruins in the third period. In Game 7, we shit the bed in the third period. Best night of my life. Yeah, I'm sure it was. It was I the was worst cheering. I was rolling on the floor. Yeah. 
Then you got Toscala, who lets in one from his own, from the opposing goal line against the Islanders that bounces in on, all the way down the ice in on net on him, and he lets that in. Another embarrassment. We trade Rask for Raycroft. Worst deal ever. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah. Then we don't know how to handle Sundin when he leaves, so we tr treat our franchise player like a piece of shit and let him walk out the door. Brutal draft pick after brutal draft pick. Finally, we get a gift and we get Matthews in our hands and we're, again, finding a way to fuck all that up. Mario Lemieux comes back in the 90s. Five points in his first game against the Leafs. Embarrassment. So, you know, I could go on and on and on about how the, the Leafs have embarrassed us fans, you know, for the last 54 years. But yet still, we keep showing up to games. We keep buying merchandise. It's absolutely ridiculous. So Kyle Dubas, the, the Leafs organization, I'll talk about how they're ruining the team again. We, we were finally starting to have some identity in the team. Lou Lamorello, he changed things around. Mike Babcock, he wanted accountability from his team. You know, uh, he expected something from every player every night. Brendan Shanahan decides to take Mr. Calculator Dubas instead of Lou Lamorello. Lou goes over to the Islanders, and what are they doing? They're winning. I was one for Babcock's firing because he lost the dressing room. But the only reason why he lost the dressing room is because of the players. The players are needy, overpaid kids that don't play with any heart, any skill, any drive. They just don't give a shit. And last night was the perfect example. We're trying to get two points here, huge points. They throw in a Zamboni driver and we can't even get any shots on that. It's it's a travesty. We're fucking this up again. The window's actually closing. People, it's not it's not open. John Tavares, we paid eleven million to a guy to a forward who's aging that we didn't need. We didn't need any offense. We needed defense, but yet you know just because he's a big name out on the market. Leafs do like they always did and sign the biggest guy on the market. That's going to end up biting us in the ass uh, for sure. I didn't realize that uh, you weren't happy with Tavares. No, I was never happy with Tavares signing right at the start. Everybody was saying, oh, they're going to go. They're going to win the cup now. And then I said, well, why? It's our defense. Our defense is shit. Our goaltending is subpar, but we had a good offensive team. We were scoring six goals a night. We didn't need Tavares. Like I, and he's a shitty captain. To be honest, he doesn't fucking say nothing. And uh, can I ask you, like, uh, how did Marner play last night? Because obviously you, he's your favorite player. Like, is he kind of like a Gallagher? Like, does he show up every night? No, Marner doesn't show up every night. None of them do. Okay. Uh, none of them do. My favorite player on the team is, is, is Matthews, obviously. And he's, you know, he's going to have off nights once in a while. So I'm fine with that. But last night, the, none of the team showed up. It, it, it at home, embarrassed. You can't hit more rock bottom than than the Leafs did last night. And I'm glad they're a laughing stock. And I hope, I almost hope they don't make the playoffs because they don't deserve to after last. So night. what's like you just went on a rant? But what's your uh, ultimate uh, game plan if you're uh, the owner? Would you fire Dubas? Obviously, you were talking to him that he is Mr. Calculator. Like, is is he the issue? Who's the issue? I don't. I to be honest, uh, up top, like up top, like what do you think needs to be done up top? Well, I mean, Shanahan, whatever, he should, he should stay. I mean, he's a good hockey mind. I, I don't think they should get rid of him, but I don't know what to do, Rob. They're fucked. The cap, they're right up against the cap, if not over it. They can't do anything anyways. Yeah. So you fire Dubas, what's it going to do? They, they're screwed. They're screwed for the next five years unless they can. they got to trade one of the big four. Tavares is not tradable. 
Matthews, you don't get rid of him. Uh, you know, Marner, Marner and Nylander would be the only guys that could probably fetch you something. But you have to, you have to trade one of the big four. You need defense. You know, one thing I find funny is that uh, teams that play in the same division they never uh, trade with each other. We always have these hypothetical situations, but it never happens yeah. for whatever reason. I think the last time there was a trade between Montreal and Toronto, what would it be? Caberlet or was Caberlet playing for Caber- the Leafs? No, Caberlet. No, I don't. I don't. I can't remember the last one. All I know is that there's guys but that I, signed. But, but I think that years. they they could make a deal between each other that could make both teams better. Like a guy, for example, like Domi. Imagine he would be a fan favorite in Toronto, obviously. For sure. So, or I don't know. Like you were saying, guys that don't show up every night, like Gallagher. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to lose these guys. I'm just, yeah. I'm putting hypothetical situations out there. But, like, what do you think the Leafs would trade for a guy like Gallagher? Just like a heart and soul guy. Uh, just try to make a push. Gallagher, to be honest, we have one. We have a Hyman. Hyman is, is a workhorse. Okay. Uh, so, I wouldn't get another Gallagher. Like I said, it's defense, man. We need defense. I, I mean, I would take, I would take uh, Petrie. I'd take Petrie for sure. What about Weber? No, I wouldn't take Weber because he's always hurt and... You never, you don't know if he's going to play or not. So yeah. I, I wouldn't take, but I'd take Petrie. And, I, you know, honestly, Nylander for Petrie, one up, I'd do that. I mean, you got, you got to shake it up. You know, it, it takes a team effort, though, Rob. One guy can't change the room. Look at the Habs. Uh, Gallagher shows up every night, and they still fucking lose every game. It doesn't, you know. One last night, bud. Yeah. Is that two in a row now? Yeah. That's two in a row. That's a streak. Wow. You would think they'd want to lose. No. Yeah, you'd think you'd want to lose. I do want to lose. I do want to lose. <laughs> but, it is what it is. But uh, but one one guy's not. Somebody's got to sh- sh- wring their necks. All of them. They they're just they're just needy kids. They're millennials. <laughs> millennials. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, I'm gonna put you through a bit of rapid fire. Let me know the first word that comes to your mind when I name these names. All right. Gretzky. Best of all time. Probert. Beauty. Lemieux. Huge. Domi. Big head. <laughs> Max, I meant. Oh, Max? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Crosby. Crosby, uh, true Canadian. Sedin. Pussy. <laughs> All right, so that's... <laughs> Some Vancouver fans might be pissed listening to this, but yeah, so he they had their jerseys retired yesterday uh, in Vancouver because I remember watching that Bruins versus Vancouver series. They were just kind of like pushovers. Oh, they got they got ragdolled everywhere. No, exactly, and like people were like putting like face washing them, and they just do nothing. And I know I'm gonna piss some people off, but it's always cringe to see somebody's jersey go up when they haven't won a cup. The one thing about the Sedins is I know that they did a lot of charity work. They donated a lot of money to the hospital in Vancouver and stuff like that. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm not trying to downplay that, so I'm even sounding like a bigger jerk now. I'm just saying. A jersey going up is like the pinnacle. Yeah. You know, can't just put any jersey up. Like Saku Koivu, that's the big debate when I listen to 690. Should his jersey go up in the rafters? Uh, no, hell no. No. Hell no. And I don't know. What do you think? Do you think their name should be up there? No, I, I don't. There's a, No, the Sidin shouldn't be up there. They never won anything. Like you said, to me, you have to win a cup. You know, eventually the, the, God, the goddamn rafters are going to be full like the Habs if for anyone who's been to the Bell Center, it's a, and and they all deserve to be up there, the ones that are up there. But if you had a guy like Koivu, then you're you're fucking it up. You can't put Koivu up there. Uh, if you if you put Koivu up there, then why can't you put uh, Leclerc up there? Why can't you put Danfus up there? Why can't you, you know? So you, you can't do that. That's a good point. I never looked at it that way. Yeah, and I mean, Chris Phillips went up there the other day in Ottawa. 
And I don't agree with that either. He's he played his whole career there. He never won a damn thing. Is Riche up there? I don't even know for the house. I, I don't think he is. No, no. See? Yeah, that was the last guy in the fifty goals. Like what? The gonna, fifty goal club. Yeah, you're gonna put Pierre Turgeon up there too. I mean, uh, how how many guys could go up there that are debatable? But you just don't do it because you you know you need to win a cup. Uh, so yeah, Chris Phillips went up the other day, and I don't think he should have went up either. I mean, great great citizen of in Ottawa. Uh, part of the organization for, for his whole career, but I don't think Alfredson shouldn't go up there either. I mean, uh, the Leafs don't do that. That's one thing that I'm happy about the Leafs. They don't retire jerseys, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'd put Kovalev up there, though. He uh, brought me a lot of entertainment growing up. Yeah. Well, if you put Kovalev up there, holy shit, man, you might as well put Samsonov up there, too. And fucking... Oh, yeah. I'm going to put Samsonov <laughs> up there, too. The other thing I want to talk to you about is the Houston Astros. So I kind of talked about it uh, with our uh, bucket drop super fan Rico uh, a couple days ago, yeah. uh, but uh, there's some new stuff like it just keeps uh, coming up, which is good. You know, like commissioner of the league kind of gave immunity to players that played on the Houston Astros, no punishment at all. That's right. Yeah. And some other players now, after listening to this, are becoming very vocal about it. Uh, Aaron Judge, which is a superstar, he was basically saying that they stole my opportunity to go to the World Series. Yeah. He brought up a good point. He was talking about Houston. You know, you're a fan of the team. You're a diehard. You know, you're going on the streets saying, yeah, we're the winners, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then you find out that there's this big black eye on it. You know, there's this asterisk beside it. Yeah. Like, you got to feel bad for the fans too. You know what I mean? Like, everything was good. And then now it's like, oh, shoot. Like, it's... Well, how do you a negative spin to it now? Yeah, I mean, if you're a parent, Rob, how do you how do you support the team if you have children? I mean, what are you teaching your children that it's okay to cheat? Yeah, you know, it, it just teams have been stealing signs since baseball existed, and stealing signs is completely legal. But stealing signs in the sense of you know reading uh, what the pitcher's tendencies are, or you know when the third base coach is doing the same signs. To his players, that that you know that that's fine. But when you have a camera out in the outfield that's checking the fingers of the catcher for every sin, every pitch that comes in, and you're banging drums every time a curveball is coming, that's wrong. It's just you know it's not actually illegal in the sport, but it's wrong. It's morally wrong. When is the baseball season starting then? Baseball season actually started already. The season didn't start, but they're in uh, spring training. Spring training, yeah. Yeah, and then it starts in April. And it runs until when? Uh, it ends end of October is when the World Series ends. End of October, okay. Because uh, I find the dead time uh, between the NHL and the NHL restarting is very long. Yeah. Because uh, I'm not a big CFL fan. Yeah. Uh, so I would like to get into baseball. But as you know, I've never been a big fan or I was never able to get into it because I have the a shortest tension span. Like if a squirrel runs by... I, it catches my attention more than what's on the TV. You chase after it, Rob. Yeah, exactly. Just like a dog. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I was making a joke with Rico last week. I was going to show up to different ballparks wearing a garbage can on my head and uh, wearing a Houston Astros shirt just to get the shit going. But I might watch the Houston Astros games because they might get exciting. Obviously, everybody hates them right now. Just to give you uh, an example. So uh, I was listening to the radio today, uh, TSN 690. It's a great show, actually, with uh, Macramella. And he was uh, talking about Nick Markakis. Yeah. Uh, do you know who that is? Yeah. Okay, so he's a guy that basically gets on base no matter what. So he knows how to hit that ball, right? Yeah. And because of the garbage can banging and stuff, like, he basically couldn't hit anything. Yeah. So just because of the signs being stolen. 
And he was saying that everyone on the Astros deserves a beating. Yeah. So, yeah. Basically, because, you know, people lost their jobs over this. For sure. Like, uh, pitchers and stuff like that. There's a lot of money at stake, you know? Yeah. Like, like people getting fired. Like, you, you're in the major leagues and you're just getting beat up, you yeah. know, every, every week, you know, like... Because I guess they were cheating for three years. I thought it was just during, you know, I didn't know the whole story, yeah. but they were cheating for a while. Yeah, I think it's three years. Yeah. Uh, Mike Trout, actually, I don't know if you heard his comments, but he said uh, he said he'd be hitting over 500 if he if he knew what pitch was coming every time and he'd be having a field day out there. Yeah, and that junior guy from the Jays said the same yeah, thing. Yeah, he said the same thing. So, yeah. for sure. I mean, if, you, if you're a major league baseball player and you know what's coming, you're going to hit it every time. I mean... It's just, it's too bad. It's too bad for baseball because you had the steroid scandal and now you have this scandal. I mean, baseball is already a really long sport to watch. So a lot of kids are having a hard time, you know, like you said, Rob, staying tuned in to a baseball game. And sometimes what happens too, if you're at a baseball too long, uh, you drink too much and then you can't make the last game of the tournament. That, yeah, that's well. That happens all the time. That happens to the best of us, though. You know. Well, that was you. Oh yeah. <laughs> in Toronto, you couldn't make our no, last I game. Make the last game. No, it was too early in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I but, want too many cocktails. Yeah. You changed. You changed a bit since then. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, for those who don't know, I haven't had a drink in eight months, so I'm kind of following in the footsteps of some of our podcast viewers yeah. or interviews. Sorry. Uh, You're doing I, good though. Yeah. No. It's. It, you know, it wasn't the easiest, but it's uh, it's going well, and I uh, I want to congratulate and uh, the the guys that have been on the show that said they quit drinking too. Uh, first of all, for saying it because it's not easy for everybody to you know to say they have a problem and to admit to it, and uh, it's really inspiring, guys. So uh, thanks to uh, Mathieu Saint Marie uh, and thank you to uh, who who's the uh, who's uh, Jason Renard. Jason Renard too. Uh, good job, guys, uh, for coming out and let us, uh, you know, talking about it because uh, it, it inspires me. And uh, obviously, uh, I, I support you 100%. It's amazing how you changed your life around <laughs> and getting in shape too. Like, uh, I'm just hoping you don't, uh, you don't get in better shape than me. Like now, yeah. it's a competition because yeah. obviously I'm still drinking a little bit of yeah. beer here and there, and uh, yeah. I love. My Reuben, so yeah. I'm not giving that up. No. I love my fluffy boy. That's my. Yeah. And now you're at a point where I can drink around you, which is awesome. It, why you couldn't drink around me before? Uh. <laughs> no, but uh, no, it's it's. You know, at first when you first stop, guys, you're you're telling yourself, "Fuck, life's over." You know, there's no fun in life anymore. But you know, you get over that, and uh, you learn to have fun without it. Okay, so uh, we're nearing the end here there. So, so Rob, uh, you've been interrogating uh, all your guests, but no one ever interrogated you, so... Oh, uh, this wasn't part of the deal. I'm not... No, I, I grill people. Nobody else is allowed to grill me. No, no, fuck you. You're doing it. Okay, so well, I'm going to interrogate you. So, are you ready for this? I'll do my best. All right, let's do it. Favorite alcoholic drink? The Fluffy Boy, man. The Fluffy Boy from Urban. It's the IPA. Only 5.6%. Delicious, and I can have more than one, so I'm having one right now, and uh, I'm still talking straight. <laughs> hey, Rob, is it on the wagon or off the wagon? I always forget that one. Uh, well, you got to give what me is one. It? I- I'm not giving it to you. You got to give me one. Oh, I'm definitely off the wagon today. Okay, you guys on. You guys can decide on your end. Uh, Rob, chocolate or chips? Oh, my God. Chocolate nowadays. I don't know what it is. Since my wife got pregnant, I got more cravings than her. Yeah, you're taking over. You're taking some of her hormones. Yeah, arrow pregnant. bars. Arrow yeah. bars. <laughs> All right, quick one, Rob. 10 times 15 plus 2. 
152. Oh, good man, good man. Okay, so we're going to play a little smooch, marry, or dump. Okay, so are you going to smooch, marry, or dump Celine Dion, Dolly Parton, and, or Adele? I'm going to start with the dump because it's going to go with the easiest. I'm going to dump Adele. Okay. Okay, I don't want nothing to do with that. <laughs> uh, then I'm going to marry Celine Dion. Okay. And I'm going to smooch Dolly Parton all night long. Now she's got big lips too. They're fake, but yeah. yeah. Uh, what's what's your pet peeve? Yesterday I was in a rush. I was trying to organize my hockey tournament. I went to Tim Hortons, and I had a lady in front of me at the drive-through. So a lot of people don't know what a drive-through is. A drive-through is somewhere where you go, you drive through to get your food. So you just drive through and pick it up. This girl was reading off a list. It looked like an 11 by 17 piece of paper, like uh, her wish list from Santa. And you only have one brain, so use it. Yeah, okay. So, so that's, that's your pet peeve? My, my, my people that order off a list at the drive-thru. Yeah. If you're going to have a coffee and a donut, all right, you're good. But if you're going to order for five people in your car, go inside the damn freaking store. I'm just going to add to that one. Restaurant. I'm just going to add to that go one. Go for it. What I can't stand is the people that go through drive-thru and stare at the sign for 10 minutes deciding what they're going to take. When you go through the goddamn drive-thru, know your fucking order, please. Oh, I've been guilty of that, though. Oh, I can't stand that. I go like, ah, blah, blah, blah. Give me a few, a few seconds. Yeah, okay. But I'm pretty fast after that. All right, let's continue this here. Seinfeld or... Oh, man, you're in a restaurant. <laughs> Seinfeld or two and a half men? Are you kidding me? Which one? Oh, come on. Seinfeld. Okay. All the way. They're both beautiful. It's not even close. Oh, no? Okay. No. Favorite school subject? I really liked tech when I was back in school. Fuck. You're not very good at no, it. No, I liked AutoCAD and stuff like that. I'm working in that now too, so it's good. Yeah, okay. Pulp or no pulp? In orange juice. Yeah. Uh, no pulp. Okay. Pancakes or bacon and eggs? Bacon and eggs all the way. Okay, what's your favorite vegetable? Don't have one. You don't eat vegetables? What? You don't eat vegetables? <laughs> no. Okay. Let's move on. You just won the lottery. What are you doing with the first mill? I'm taking a year off work, and I'm buying a place near the ocean, and I'm going to learn how to surf. Nice. You've just been falsely convicted of a crime and facing death penalty. What's your last meal? Fish tacos, unlimited. Good choice. Uh, what's your favorite hockey song? The good old hockey game. It's the best game you can name. And if we get to see a fight, it's going to be a real good game. Very nice, Rob. They that's should how, change the lyrics to that. That's how it goes, right? No, but okay. they should change it to that. I like that. What's your favorite sports movie? Cinderella Man. You gotta beat this son of a bitch! You gotta beat this son of a bitch from the inside out! You hear me? You gotta get in there. You get in there and you hit him and you keep hitting him until you break his nose. You fill his face with blood. Beat him from the inside out, Jim! From the inside out! The best movie ever created. The best movie in the world. Shit, Rob. Jimmy over there just grabbed a handful of your wife's ass. What you gonna do? Jimmy. Fucking Jimmy. I don't know. Jimmy doesn't sound real tough. I'm going to beat the crap out of him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there you guys have it. Now you guys get to know a little bit about our host, Mr. Bobbert. Yeah. And if Dolly Parton is listening, you're my one chief. So guys, this episode was recorded on Sunday. Obviously, trade deadline is on Monday. And we're going to recap all the action of that day over the weekend. I'm going to have a guest next weekend. Uh, Logan Gauthier, who's a local goalie uh, who played in the OHL, so I'm excited about that. And uh, for any questions, guys, if you guys want to ask uh, which teams did the best or uh, whatever, ask us anything, just text 613-577-4140. That's actually my personal cell, 
613-577-4140. And uh, yeah, text in your questions. I'm going to be releasing an episode uh, next uh, Monday. Go ahead, guys, and uh, take care of your case. Bucket job. Thank you.